Hello and welcome to another episode of the SMH Lab podcast. Today, I mix it up with Coach Eric Kellison, the Indiana Hall of Fame coach, Franklin Central High School, one of the best coaches of all time for track and field and cross country, coach state championship team in cross country, had one of the best runners in Indiana history in Aaron Fisher. And we talk about all those things and how he, how he was able to get Franklin Central to that level and also the state of the track and field and cross-country world today. Enjoy this episode with the great Eric Kelson. Coach Kelson. Hey there. How are you doing, man? Good, good. How are you? Thank you for having me on the uh, podcast. It's an it's a honor and a privilege to have the great Hall of Famer coach Eric Kellison from Franklin Central with us. Finally, of course, right? Finally, yes. I, uh, I've heard the podcast, podcast several times. You guys do a great job. I uh, listening to them and uh, have enjoyed all the coaches. I don't know what, uh, if I can add a whole lot to what everybody's done, but it's been, uh, been very entertaining. <laughs> I think you can add a lot. So <laughs> even though uh, Coach Flesher's been on 17 times to your zero, um, it was time to it was time to have you on. We saved the best for last, Eric. Well, we had to get you guys out of Allen County, get some Marion County perspective. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The great the great Indianapolis semi state debate um, <laughs> is always fun, but um, now we have some of those some of those schools at our place at uh, at our semi states. That's great. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, back in the day we had four teams advance from our semi state. So uh, right. So it's fine. How many, how many of those teams that you had would have made it to state in any other semi-state that did not make it out of, out of, out of the Indy one? Do you remember? Oh, I would say the majority would have made it out of some, not, I mean, I, I would say that they would have made it out of probably all of them in the last hole or something like that. Right. But, uh, right. We never, uh, whatever the number was, you know, if it was four, we got fifth, or if it was five advanced, we got sixth. If it was six, six advanced, we got seventh. We were never more than one place away from advancing. Sure. Uh, for the better part of probably seventeen or eighteen years. So if we didn't advance, we were the first team not to advance. I mean, it, there was a wide gap, so right. it wasn't like we went, <laughs> thought we were ever going to. But uh, th- those teams would have advanced probably out of the other three semi states. But right. that's just the way it is. I mean, that's just – it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But the, the, where the success all started, well, in my mind anyway, was 1998 with the, the team state champs uh, at, for the boys and then 99-2000 and then coming back as state runner-ups both of those years. So, uh, me, I just – I had just started coaching then, so I hadn't really known much about Franklin Central. And all of a sudden, just bam, you had Aaron Fisher and, and the boys just whooping up on everybody. So was there a, was that kind of like when you hit your stride as a coach, you feel like in, in those years? Yeah. You know, it's always kind of the perfect storm. I, I had, uh, it was my, uh, sixth year of coaching when we, uh, when we won the state, we had been obviously building towards that, uh, you know, my first year in, uh, 1992, we had, uh, uh, you know, literally 10 boys on the team. Mm. And to, and to win the state six years later, it's uh, a combination of many factors. Uh, obviously, great great runners, uh, 
great coaches getting the foundation laid. And then uh, we had some nice, uh, some strong runners that were a year or two ahead of Aaron. And then when Aaron Fisher came in and his freshman group was really strong, but uh, it was kind of the perfect storm. A freshman uh, pushing a junior, senior, sophomore, junior, senior is always a, uh, a nice tribute. Uh, our, um, in 97, we did not make it to the uh, state meet, but again, we were very, very close. Um, we just kind of had an off day, and I think I put too much pressure on the boys at semi-state. We were good enough to go, but, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. The boys came back uh, hungrier than ever in 98, and uh, we had really a dominating uh, performance throughout the school year but uh, and the, and the cross-country season. We did lose to uh, North Central team three or four times. They were very good, and mm-hmm. then uh, – we just kind of, uh, it all started really clicking for us probably about five weeks out. And um, and we were able to kind of get over the hump and uh, and, and run real well. So uh, guys kind of came along and different guys had breakout tournaments at that point And, uh, you know, had a great season. And then uh, really were an injury away from winning again with kind of a different group in 99. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, we sent finished second kind of out of nowhere because we had third in our semi-state and then to turn around and and get second in the state so we beat every team that beat us in semi-state uh we Mm. lost to a very good portage team uh coach wilkie coach wilkie really um and i think we beat them the year before so they were feeling kind of what we had done the the year before so it was kind of flip-flop almost the exact same score one year to the next kind of interesting Mm. uh lots of respect for those guys from portage and coach wilkie is a really really good coach so. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the best. Uh, I really enjoyed listening to him speak the one year at the clinic. He he talked a lot about uh, ice hockey it was the key to the port yeah. success. So I'm still, still thinking about doing that with the, with my teams. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Jim Jim uh, field hockey. You know, we uh, ironically we played a lot of frisbee, uh, ultimate frisbee, and I think there is some correlation there. You mm-hmm. um, listen to some of your past podcasts. Probably the biggest thing the coaches are taking away is. Uh, you know, getting to know your guys and, uh, you know, your guys buying in or girls buying in and, and coming up with a way that, you know, you, you are into it and they're into it. And, uh, you know, whatever, whether it's bowling or, or ultimate Frisbee or whatever, uh, you know, gym hockey, <laughs> yep. uh, you just come up with whatever it is and, and everybody buys into it. And then, and then you go from there. So, right. Well, yeah, and I would say n- none have done it better than you in terms of you just get those guys and gals. But, you know, obviously I'm thinking more on the guy side in terms of that success in those few years where um, in all the years you were there, but they would just run, they'd run through a wall with you for you. Um, I know I talked to Derek Leininger about that recently. That, that was the biggest thing he said. He's like, Coach Kelson, he could just – they would just do anything that he asked, and that's just a testament to you as a, as a coach and as a person that you built those relationships, which is – the biggest key over the workouts, then the workouts will come if you get them to, to buy in. Yeah. You know, it was, I, I was really lucky and blessed with some, just some great kids, great parents. Um, Franklin central high school is a great school. It's, it's really middle-class America um, across the board. And um, you know, when I started there, I am not exaggerating anytime uh, uh, you were out running by yourself, someone would stop and ask if you needed help like your car <laughs> broke down there it was not a running community um and i mean there wasn't a trail to be had or anything like that and and all those things develop over time and 
and and cross country in the in the early '90s, mid '90s, kind of um, kids gravitated that from other sports that they weren't being successful in. I mean, Franklin Central had have very storied tradition in football. Excellent coaches. I mean, they won three state championships in the early '80s, and and again in the early '90s or late '80s. So, uh, you know, all the kids wanted to do football. Well, they began to come out to cross country and they had some success and they were competitors and maybe a little bit like I was in high school, kind of just fell into the sport. And um, parents are just really grateful. Their kids were having a great time and loving mm-hmm. it and uh, trying hard. And and, uh, and again, it was it's not a real running community. It is now, but at that time it wasn't. So there was, I've never, ever had any parents complaining about their their you know their child uh you know what what were workouts were what this was i mean they were over the moon with just us uh, having a good time and uh and the and the crowds and then the support from the community was overwhelming i mean i always uh in 1998 the state championship was in bloomington indiana which was kind of unusual it, it had bounced around some places but it was the second year was there mm-hmm. and um you don't really think about it, but kids in our community, not all of them drive and whatnot. And we had a fan bus, you know, a fan, you know, a bus that's what, 60 kids or something. It sold out mm. <laughs> to for wow. cross country meet 60 plus kids rode the fan bus. And uh, we just couldn't find another chaperone to take another one. Or we might've had two fan buses. To, sure. I mean, who, who's heard of that? I mean, right. So, and that's a testament really to the guys on the team. The guys on the team were great guys. They were, kind of popular kids at school and uh, people gravitated towards them and everybody, you know, and you just got the momentum going and the teachers were into it and, and, you know, just kind of steamrolled and, and uh, still to this day it does. So it's, uh, um, you know, it's great. I did coach the girls for four years mm-hmm. from 1999 to uh, for four years, 99, 2000, whatever. I was the head coach of the girls and, uh, we went to the state meet three or four times and placed in the top 10 three, three times. So mm-hmm. we had never been there before. I'm really proud of the, it just was a little bit, it's just too much for me to coach, be the head coach of two sports. It was just, it, I, I had my own children. It was, it was just, it was just too much. I take my hat off to the, to the guys that have done that Rick Weinheimers and others that have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even Chuck Keppen did for years. It was just, whew, that's just uh, a lot of kids to manage. So no doubt. So let, well, let's talk about the, the greatest runner you ever, you ever coached and one of the best runners in, in Indiana history, certainly on the cross-country side, also had tra- great traffic success. But Aaron Fisher winning three state titles in a row in cross-country and all in dominating fashion. Um, and then he had the one state title in track in the mile as junior and then he had the injury, I believe, senior year. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but, I mean, I just remember him just – the perfect stride for those Bloomington Hills just, just – hammering on those downhills I mean the whole way but just I just remember just he was relentless but talk about Aaron uh just a great great person uh great family uh all that kind of stuff and we 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 have stayed very close uh but um just a great runner and uh he you know he was a solid middle school runner but uh you know when I say solid he ran 501 which you know mm-hmm. it's nice but I remember actually in in uh, his last meet of his um, eighth grade year, I'd really not really seen him run very much. I mean, I'd seen him run cross country and a handful of times in this that, but he ran a uh, mile and a half. I don't even know what they do in middle school. Maybe they still do that, but I call it a mile and a half, whatever distance that is. 
And um, he ran it like 7.32. I thought, oh, boy, that guy's <laughs> going to be pretty good. Yeah. And then uh, just uh, kind of uh, got in. We had a really good juniors with uh, Matt Sweetman, who ran at IU. And then uh, Mark Rohde, uh, who ran at Indiana State. They were really good sophomores and juniors to be. They both were. I mean, low 16-minute guys as sophomores. So, uh, you know, jumping right in, I never anticipated him uh, kind of overtaking them, and he eventually did and uh, got got better and better. And uh, there was a runner from Columbus North. Uh, I cannot remember his name. I want to say his name was Eckerly or Eckersley or something. Yeah, Eckerly. Yeah. yeah, Curtis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and boy, oh, boy, Aaron and him had some, some duels in the – maybe the you know regional or semi-state and boy oh boy he went from Aaron went from a 1550 guy to you know 1526 and I remember at semi-state I think Aaron won if I'm not mistaken and it was close and he got done and and you know his eyes are rolling back in his head and I thought oh my gosh he has gone to the well like no one before and you know then he turned around the next week and, and won the state we didn't anticipate him win the state and uh I always kind of tell the funny story is that I was watching the team and Aaron was in the mix and, you know, up in the doing really well. And, and Mark Rohde had the race of his life at the state meet and, and they were all in there and there was probably a group of five or six guys. And, uh, there's a boy from, uh, uh, Martinsville by the name of Andrew Russell who ran at IU that was just really, really good runner, uh, dog and Aaron the whole time. Anyway. So when the meet got over, I was really watching our team and Bloomington is kind of an odd setup. You really couldn't get to the finish line it was just kind of down a hill and you couldn't see it. And, uh, I, I, when he got done, I, I just, you know, I was walking down the finish and I just saw like a random fan. I said, who won? And they're like, Franklin central won. They killed everybody. I said, no, who won the race? And they go, Oh, some kid from Franklin central won. I was like, Oh, wow. That's good. You know, that was kind of icing on the cake. That, wow. That, uh, you know, that they, uh, that he won the race. It was never, and then his junior senior year was really good and went to Foot Locker and what have you. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he went from 501 as an eighth grader to just one year later running 416, right? Yeah. You know, uh, ironically, I did not coach him in track his freshman year. I was uh, finished at my master's program, and uh, a, a gentleman named Anthony Hibbs, who was my assistant coach, did a great job. Mm, yeah. Stiefler from uh, University of Minneapolis coached him up, and really they were going to run him primarily in the two mile or the thirty two hundred. I'm just using terms from the yeah. seven. <laughs> uh, they uh, he just got better and better, and uh, all of a sudden I think at the regional he's going against a uh, uh, a boy from uh, New Pal um, escapes my name, uh, but he ran it in the state anyway. They uh, he turned in some great times, but I think he ran four. 20 something and then uh you know it's interesting uh at the state meet i was like you know i kind of was hands off i wasn't coaching them and, and coach hibbs doing a great job with them and i just said you know coach hibbs what's the what's the goal and they said we're gonna follow uh bazune i can i'm so um uh what's yep. yeah, i'm sorry bazune. Bazuna his, ben Davis. his yep. brothers i'm sorry yep. i'm sorry anyway yeah. and that was the whole key is to follow him and he was sitting on him and uh he was, we were thinking he was going to win for sure. And, and, uh, I'm, and, and, you know, everybody was probably besides you and then, uh, you know, Brett <laughs> snuck around, uh, Vasile and Aaron just kind of stuck with Vasile thinking Vasile would catch up to him. And he didn't. And at the last, I wouldn't say the last minute, but you know, 200 meters out, he, 
decided to, you know, kind of go after Brett and Brett is, you know, 152 half miler. We're never going to walk him down, but, you know, to come out there and, and, uh, and get second place. That was very, very big surprise. You know, I think at that point, uh, you know, just competing and it was, was a big deal. So, and that set him up obviously for a great, um, you know, sophomore year and so forth and, you know, how it goes in and cross country or anytime if you're, we always would talk to the boys that, you know, if your PR in the 1600 is, let's say, 416 or 415 or even 420, we use an easy number. And the 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 race goes out in four minutes and 40 seconds to the first 1600. You're still 20 seconds behind your PR mm. where the boy that's his PR is 430 or 431. He's nine seconds off. You got to think who's using more energy or who's. You know, and, and 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 so we 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 really use that to our advantage. We had a, a really good, some really good milers, he and Mark Rody and others. So we would always really push the pace early to, uh, you know, really sting the other teams. And 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 consequently, that's what Rick Weinheimer ended up doing quite a bit in uh, at uh, um, Columbus North. And I I don't think they did it because we did, but that, I always thought that was the way to race. And they just took the race to everybody. And you know, certainly. And they trained that, that yeah. and it was, it was, you always knew when you were on Columbus North, cause you better be ready to go when that gun goes off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Christian Wagner, I mean, nobody, nobody did it better than, than he did in, in that regard. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. We were just talking about that the other day. I think it was coach Fletcher and myself were talking about, cause I'd like to see um, my current runner, Isaiah Sturry. There may be some races this summer. And I still like to see him drop that mile time down for exactly what you just said, you know, like, if you become a 410 guy this year, then you go out in 440, 435 during the 5K. That's nothing. Just whether that's a mental slash physical, it doesn't really matter. But um, those guys that, like you said, they're 430 guys, that's just going to zap them immediately. Uh, I think that's a great point. And that's, that was the biggest thing we lost with this track season in right. terms of looking ahead to cross country is they, they lose that, that progression you know, in terms of their PRs and, and track, both on a mental side of things and a physical side. Would you agree? I, I, a hundred percent. I, I always uh, said that track is a necessary evil for cross country, but I, I used to not be a huge track fan. I mean, I enjoyed cross country more as probably a runner than I did track, but as the years went on, I really enjoyed track and field and coaching track and field and the, the art of coaching track and field much, much different than cross country. So uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into it and uh, a lot of strategy and so forth. But no, I've, uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, you know, it's uh, always interesting. You can always throw in different uh, races and uh, you know, to uh, kind of steal races. And uh, we almost, we almost stole the state meet with Adam green one year in the uh, state meet, uh, had Deshaun Turner not run against Adam Greener for since he was uh, you know seven years old, he would have they would have <laughs> let him go in the state meet. We we had it timed up that he would, you know, go get it, and he was probably 15 seconds away from winning the state meet in terms of wow. around 3,000 3,200 meters. Uh, I think Deshaun realized like, hey, this guy is really good, and we're we're and they went and got him and Adam in it in about fourth. But it was one of the gutsiest races I've ever seen. He just went out and yeah took out the state meet and. Ran the first kilo in three minutes, and, or around there, and came back next one in three minutes, and then he was at nine minutes at three k, and he had a he had a gap, and I thought, oh boy, we're gonna steal this one, and then, uh, you know, Deshaun kind of led the led the cavalry to go reeling in, but uh, right, uh, that was that was that was an exciting time too, so for sure. Um, 
And then, yeah, so Aaron's sophomore year, Aaron Fisher's sophomore year track in the 1600. I, I kind of, my memory is kind of going. I can't remember what happened. <laughs> oh, you refresh you know, my memory. You know what? It was, uh, see, I had, I, I was, I blame myself. I was all out of coaching and, uh, and kind of rusty. And we, we were set. <laughs> I thought he was really, you know, I, a couple of things. I, I was overconfident probably uh, with my ability to coach. And I was overconfident with Aaron's ability. And, um, we were really set to uh, run. Um, I had him set up to run uh, four 62 seconds in a row. Mm-hmm. That's what we thought we were going to do. And we knew, obviously, Brett Tipton is a very good runner, and we just thought that if we could bring him through 1,200 meters at 6 um, – I'm sorry. Um, uh, 306. 306, thank you. 306 mm-hmm. he would not have we would take the sting out of his legs and Aaron's you know a really good closer he doesn't have unbelievable fi- 400 speed but he he really closes and yep. and uh thought that was the case unfortunately we you know the state meet has 27 boys in the 1600 and the gun went off and I think the boy next to him didn't get a good start and thought oh no and he, he really literally just pulled Aaron down and Aaron hit the track really hard I mean to the point where he had a big bruise on his head I think he got concussed to tell you the truth anyway he ran the meet and uh just never never could get away and uh and Brett was better than he was and uh obviously um and then Nathan uh beat him at, there at the end and came around him and uh he finished third so um you know we went third six at that race uh not bad. Yeah, we had a we had a different group that ran four by eight, different four boys. They ran seven fifty two, and then uh, we had another boy that uh, ran nine twenty three. A different kid, so seven different kids, in a sense, uh, at the state meet that uh, that all scored or were right there. I mean, we scored twenty five six distance points at the state meet. So uh, tough tough to be disappointed in that. Just uh, didn't. You know, and then Aaron hitting his head hurt him back in the two mile. He couldn't come back. Plus, he was, you know, he got third and thought he was going to win. And, you know, all that's kind of tough to do. It's hot day and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but I did learn a lot. And, uh, you know, obviously, I'd seen you and your dad talk at a clinic. You guys primarily were talking about a four by eight and the national championships and, and how one of your boys kind of went way too fast and then he kind of died out. I remember the talk tremendously, but you're really, kind of honed on on the eight the four by eight and the 800 running each of your two laps within two seconds of each other things i'd never really thought about and then you know i remember saying uh, talking to you and maybe then or after that and saying you know we were set to go 306 and i remember your comment like it was yesterday going you don't think brett could run 306 and i thought (laughs) and i thought to myself Hmm. And then we really changed our training from there to really make it really specific to the 1600 and make training hard. And that was our biggest thing. I think we're way too into volume and we cut down on our volume and made some really difficult workouts. And, uh, you know, we uh, he got a little overzealous his senior year or junior year and went like six fifty eight seconds on the first lap way too fast. And that running. Mm-hmm. he ran four twelve. Now, second place was four twenty. So. Can you imagine that? Your first place is 412. Second place is 420. That's a pretty big win. Mm. That's a hot, yeah. won by over 100 meters. So right. I <laughs> can't say he had a bad race, but, you know, uh, uh, again, uh, you know, 
So that was, uh, you know, uh, it is what it is. But definitely learned how to coach from that and said, hey, you know, how are we going to change things up? And, 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 and it helped everybody out. It helped all my guys out. Brian Dunn uh, that same year. Aaron got won the uh, state. Brian Dunn was runner-up in the uh, 3,200. And uh, 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 Nathan Dingus was fifth place in the open eight. So, I mean, that's a great day. Get the winner, right. fifth place, and the second place. Three different guys. You know, I'm like, wow, that's – Oh yeah, that's a that's a pretty good pretty good group of um, guys. You know, that's a team, of course, got runner up in the state. But again, we we also fielded different four guys in the four by eight that day. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, and I I know that you and I we talked um, soon after that because we didn't really know each other. And I said on a previous podcast that I hated you at the time, <laughs> uh, and uh, you you remarked uh, you believe that's called jealousy, <laughs> which uh, is probably accurate. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but I remember. Uh, Tipton and I, we drove down to watch you guys compete at your conference meet or something like that. And we watched, you know, Aaron run and win. And, you know, Aaron's a, a nice looking kid. He's nice and tan and, you know, and, and you're running around, you're enthusiastic. And it was just like, you know what? I don't like these guys, <laughs> you know, I don't even know why. Eric's too good looking. Fisher's too good looking. You know, like Tipton and I, we drove home. We were like, we got to smack these guys in the face. But, uh, but anyway, then I, well, you know, once we, we talked and became good friends, but the biggest thing we, we talked about early on was the fact that, you know, like going back to Sebastian Coe, like if you want to run fast, you have to train fast. And I know that's the, the model I followed. Um, and I think that you followed that as well. Is that Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, uh, I would write out workouts and almost be, my pencil would be jittery. I can't believe I'm going to have a, have a okay we're gonna start out a workout with a thousand at 230 to 235 that's right and then i'm gonna give you probably about two minutes rest and i want a 600 spiked up in 125 that's you know that that a saturday morning i mean that's uh that Mm -hmm. that, that's pretty good how about a yeah how about uh you know uh i gosh i can be out of this i'm been out, but but five laps whatever that is i can do the math but five laps at uh under under five under 540 all right a 2k under 540 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the start and you know yeah. that that really helped us out even a uh, brian dunn uh we would i would have brian dunn we thought he could run 920 his senior year so I would have him and Aaron go run two miles on a grassy loop. When I say grassy loop, I mean it was grass and asphalt and nasty. But they would run generally somewhere in the neighborhood of about 10 minutes and 30 seconds. And then they'd come back and do their track, do their workout. And so we would do things like with Brian, you know, he'd run a 1030. And we I wouldn't really talk about that two mile that he ran a 1030. Because that, that's a pretty good effort right there. Let's. But you would come. He would come back to the track, and we would maybe do four by eight hundred at two twenty, or eight by eight, uh, four uh, or eight by uh, four hundred at at uh, seventy, and just over and over and over. And I think those are some things that we learned from you and our others. You know, just the training, just the split eights and the ins and the outs, and really training. Training yep. again. Our volume wasn't unbelievable. I mean, I, I we would do a lot of workouts that were maybe two thousand to three thousand meters with Aaron, uh, or other guys. And, um, you know, you get, you, you get fast. I mean, you, you run in 300s and mm-hmm. 40 seconds. You're, you're going, you're going pretty good. 
And uh, yeah. we were never afraid to wear spikes in practice either. I thought, I think you told me about that or someone did or I read it. And, uh, yep. you know, because they're going to spike up because you get that feeling, you know, like, oh, you're just a little bit faster. And uh, so, right. uh, and we would, you know, we would put on spikes and take off spikes, put them back on, do, you know, just a whole whole variety of things. And uh, yep. that, that really helped. Um, you know, uh, Aaron's senior year, we he went out to Arcadia and ran 407 uh and mm -hmm. f finished probably seventh in the race seventh or eighth but uh you know that's when alan webb and jeffersons and 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 mm -hmm. uh, and others uh you know were something else it was one of the greatest miles i've ever seen in my life i mean there's just no two ways about it you know our plan was that you know aaron tried to take the lead with 500 to go he's passing alan webb i thought oh my gosh <laughs> This guy is crazy, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he and Ryan yeah. Hall were dead set. They were, they were going out in 60 and 60 and 60. I mean, it, so anyway, uh, he was very fit and, uh, you know, had, a, was ready to go. Just unfortunately got hurt his senior year, which, um, uh, ended up having surgery, but, and it still was incredible and in college is many, many times overall American. So, yeah, well, and, and yeah, so going back to the, the spike thing, I mean, so, and you, you were talking about the, the 1K rest, whatever it was, a, you know, a two-minute jog and then, then a 600. And then you, you, know, you add that up, and it's kind of cool to see a 405 or a 404 mm -hmm. or whatever and, and think that they're capable. But they're, they can't do that in their trainers, um, you know, and you can't say, like, well, just do it in your, in your trainers, and then it'll be like 415. But really, you know, that's like a 405. I mean, kids aren't dumb. So, you know, we always spiked up for that. And I remember Tipton could go, whether it was like a 235K and then a 130, you know, it'd be like a 405. And, and I, I legitimately think he could have run that just like Aaron could have. Unfortunately for both Brett and Aaron uh, in those years, it wasn't that fast a mile like compared to now. Um, if, if Brett got pulled, like you said, if he got pulled through 306 and the 1200, I would have liked his chances to run, you know, 405 and close in 59 because I feel like he always could. That's just what we worked on. And, and Aaron definitely could have run at least 405 had he been pushed that day here and 412 solo. Yeah. You know, you know what? Um, one thing else so. that uh, I think sometimes time is a factor, but what we would do is when I talked about Aaron or Brian going out and doing their two miles and whatnot off the track, we it, that would kind of allow the track to be less crowded as time went. The girls would be done or the boys would be done. And uh, you kind of turned me on to this. Hey, we're going to have track practice for six hours. I was like, six hours? Well, I'm going to bring, I'm gonna bring my right. throwers in at this time. I'm going to bring these guys in. So we instituted that kind of stuff that, you know, when, when we ran that stuff, uh, we cleared out the track. I mean, you don't want someone walking in front of you when you're trying to run, you know, 35 <laughs> seconds. Uh, 300 i mean get out of the way and yeah. um you know at one time we actually shared our track with the middle school it was crazy out there oh, but yep we yeah. do that right now so yep. um you know we would kind of clear out the track and ironically uh it, it was interesting that guys on the team you know we're these guys were obviously really good runners and we knew that you know their cross country anyway they would stay around after practice and just kind of shoot the bull and watch these guys work out Yes. You know, I remember one time uh, myself, this is way off the topic, but watching Bob Kennedy run in an IUPY track, he liked to train by himself. And I heard he was down there training, like kind of snuck in and was hiding behind a wall and timing him. I mean, it was something else. I mean, it was, mm. 
230 would be a slow kilo for him. I mean, they were like 215, 220, bang, bang. I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, you know, right. uh, but again, I think, you know, circling all the way back, you're, 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 coaching, you're coaching all your kids, and they're all important. But, you know, you're your best athletes you have everybody you have to spend time with so it gave me a chance to spend time with my up-and-comers and and then it gave me a chance to spend time Mm -hmm. with my my best runners and and uh you know some really one-on-one coaching and teaching and and um you know we would we would uh put cones on the track every hundred meters so they would know where they're at and i would what their split is uh, you know, today we have a great speaker mm-hmm. system. If I was uh, coaching today, I would have the speaker system on and I would have the wireless mic and they, there was no way they couldn't be hearing me at that point. So. Right. Totally. Um, but yeah, I learned, I learned that from Bob Shank. Uh, when I first started coaching, he would have, you know, he was a field event coach. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> one of the best of all time, probably right. in, the whole, in the whole nation. And I, I don't respect anybody more than, than I respect Bobby and how he individualized. And he taught me that individual, mm-hmm. individualization and, and periodization. And uh, he counted right. every jump a high jumper took all year and, and, and Valter, how many throws. And, but, yeah, he'd bring in the, the throwers at 8 and the, the high jumpers at 10. Then, then he'd go out to lunch. He'd come back for 1 o'clock with the Valters and, and 3 o'clock with the other jumpers, like literally. And I said, oh, I want to do that. So that's what we did. So we would – we would bring in, you know, maybe JV mm-hmm. distance first, and then, and then if I had the girls, and then, then the afternoon would be like the elite, you know, maybe it was just Tipton and Peffley doing the workout together, and but but then Bobby and I would go out to lunch, you know, on our on our break and just talk about, you know, <laughs> geek out on each other's workouts, you know, um, I th- those are my favorite days uh, working with, you know, my dad and working with Bobby Shank and Fred Blanks, I mean, yeah. that was a staff, um, but those, yeah, amazing, but yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because. Because what a lot of people don't understand is what you just said is we're not just spending time with Aaron Fisher. Like you, you you're also getting to know those other kids separately from Aaron Fisher because Aaron's not even there yet. So you can you know you can really get to know those other kids and then focus on Aaron. So you're it's a win win. It's not like oh nobody come in on Saturday except Aaron. Um, that's not the way it was. So um, I think that's really important to to recognize. Um, actually, recently. Um, I did something different. I had Isaiah Sturry, the kid I have now, I had him do a 1200. I told him, just go as fast <laughs> as you can for a 1200. He's like, well, what do you mean? I said, I don't, I don't care. Right. Run three minutes, you know? And he's like, well, what do you want me to go out in the 800? I said, I don't know. Go out in 159, too flat. So he went out in 201 and he, he, you know, he rigged up a little bit. He ran like a 306 and then it was just a one minute rest. Exactly. And then he ran a 59. So that was a 405. And, um, yeah, I was very impressed with that. I thought that's, that's a good indicator. If he ever gets to race sometime this summer that, um, that he could do something good, but, but again, it's putting your body through that. So yeah, let's say he goes to a race and it goes out in three ten or three twelve. Well, his body's already been through a three Oh six, you know? So it's going to be, it's going to be easy. To right. Go no, you, you've hit the right? nail on the head and we had, uh, our head coach, almost the whole time I was there. Uh, coaching track Jim Hoskins really really good with with all the kids and then we had mm-hmm. another gentleman Mark Branstead that came in and and uh, I think he coached uh, uh, a long jump for maybe many other parts but long jump for eight years and I think he had maybe five state champions in the long jump so he pretty much knew track and field and that my point is we were just surrounded by really good coaches and we all get along great there was no 
sharing athletes. We, we had no problem sharing athletes and, uh, we are very, very good team. And, uh, you know, guys that ran the 400 run the 800. We had guys in the 800 run the 400 and, and all, all and everything in between. And, uh, a lot of respect between each other, but, um, you know, just great guys. And we let, you know, same as you all, we, we lived it, died it, loved it. And, um, you know, it is, and had a mm-hmm. blast. Uh, we had Brian Spielberg, who went to Carmel. He was a really good coach. And uh, Dave Bannon, really, really good organizer of everything and just kind of keeping everybody lighthearted. But we, we were blessed with some really good coaches and, and uh, people that were willing to put the time in, really willing to put the time in. And um, mm-hmm. consequently, then the kids knew that, and they, they were great. And, um, you know, it all kind of all kind of fit together. So, mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you mentioned the – that, you know, the other kids wanting to hang out and watch. like and, and I tell you what, nobody was better than that than Brett Tipton was. I mean, Tipton would come in at 8 and watch the JV kids, and he'd, watch, he'd want to watch the girl workouts, <laughs> not for the wrong reasons. And, uh, and he'd hang out, and, and, and then he'd do his workout. I mean, he was the biggest team player, and I think that's what, that's what we taught at Coach Shank, my dad, myself. And I know that's what you, you taught. I mean, I wasn't there, oh, but yeah. I assume Aaron was the same way. Like, he wanted to, he wanted to go watch – the other guys and what workouts they were doing and get, he, I mean, Tipton would get just as excited about a kid breaking five minutes for the first time um, in, a, in a track meet as he would about himself. And um, I mean, there's, I could go on and on and on about the unselfishness of, of great champions like Fisher and, and Tipton and all the things that they do. But, and Isaiah, my story is, is definitely that way, but we, he and I were talking recently just about that is we don't have that as much. Like that's something that in goal high school, we need to, get kids better at, you know, it's like they, what time is my workout? Oh, 10 o'clock. Okay. When will I be out of there? 11 o'clock. Okay, great. You know, and it's that culture that definitely North have had and Frank Central had, um, whether that was, you know, you had an amazing staff, we had amazing staff, but that's, that culture is so important. And, um, that's something that we need to, to we need to work on. It's so much more enjoyable when they, you know, it's not a chore. They want to be there. They want to come in it and, and watch somebody else do a workout or stay late and, and watch that. And then they all want to go out to eat together. I know you guys were just those guys that won the, the cross state title and the runner up teams. They were, yeah, no, we time, just tried right? to develop that and, and listen to other coaches and what they had done. And, and, and we just kind of developed it over time and it just kind of came and, you know, just different times. I mean, we put a ping pong table in the locker room. I mean, that's something I stole from <laughs> coach Keppen and, and awesome. kids would play ping pong. And then, you know, the guys would, as I said, ultimate Frisbee was, I mean, they were some knock, knockdown drag out games. We had a blast, but I had a blast with it. And uh, I remember when Brett actually helped me coach for a while, he, we had a great time. He played with the kids and thought, yeah. these guys are way into this and end up getting a great workout in, but <laughs> the kids pulling for each other and going crazy when someone set a, you know, a PR or did whatever that that's all part of it. And it also kind of keeps you doing the right thing. And, you don't want to let your teammates down and they held each other accountable and don't get me wrong. I know they had good times outside when we weren't in season, but uh, you know, they, they um, you know, again, all the guys and it just kind of kept going. And, and uh, I was lucky my wife was way into it. My, I had little kids and they, they were into it. And uh, you know, we had the guys over at our house a lot. We live by a state park. So quite a, quite a few Saturdays, the kids would come over and, you know, come over and run and swim or play wiffle ball in the backyard or do whatever, depending on the time of the year. And, uh, again, um, this isn't a knock on anybody. It's just a bunch of kids that 
middle-class America and some of them, their home lives weren't, you know, two parent families. And it was just, they kind of came to my house and, and, you know, here I am with my wife and my kids and everybody's getting along and having a nice time. And then, you know, they see the kids at the meets and anyway, you know, it's just, I just think it, it's mm-hmm. just what the kids really enjoyed. Uh, they probably enjoyed that more than you look back on it more than so than, then, um, you know, what they accomplished. That was, that was a byproduct of it. And I'm just, you know, I've guys that ran for me, you know, Brian Dunn ran for me. He's our girls coach, Matt sweet. I'm sorry, boys coach. Matt Sweetman's our girls coach. He ran for me. Brad Robinson is the coach of university of Indianapolis. He, he ran for me. Brandon ship was over at, uh, Ben Davis. He ran for me. You know, I mean, just, I think that I'm proud of that, that these guys, uh, and, and others, you know, enjoyed the running and then were wanting to carry that tradition on of, of uh, coaching it and, and uh, you know, enjoying the love for running. And uh, and that's all just part of it. And we, we had just great guys. I mean, I, I can't tell you. There's other guys that are teachers and stuff that I've had. But it just rolled into the next year, and then the next group took, took, the, took the pillar, and then the next took the pillar and so forth. But uh, – I'd be remiss. It's kind of interesting. Uh, Aaron was in high school for a cross country, 97, 98, 99, and 2000. So 97, we, we missed, we, we uh, got like, you know, fifth place in the semi-state or sixth, whatever it was. We, we just missed. So 98, we win. 99, we just get runner up. 2000, we are, we got kind of a hodgepodge of guys. Aaron is the best guy, but we don't, we're sort of, excuse me, filling in with freshmen and sophomores and so forth putting some guys together and guys are hurt and bringing them back anyway. So we finally put everything together at, at the tournament and we're rolling and I'm thinking, man, we're going to make it to the state meet again. This is maybe four teams advance or five teams advance. And those type type teams are incredible at the state meet. Well, lo and behold, at the semi state meet, you know what we, we tied for the last spot to go and we got beat on our six man. Devastating. Everybody's oh. devastating. Our girls go for the first time, and then the boys, you know, and one and our sixth man, who is mm. just one of my all-time favorite kids, literally gets passed at the finish line by the opposing team. And we, you know, you don't know at that time it comes down to that. And of course, he's everybody's yeah. crying. I'm crying. I'm just so bummed out for the anyway. So Aaron goes on to win. The girls have a great meet and so forth. But my biggest thing is is the next year. So Aaron's gone. Everybody's gone. Our team comes back and gets fifth place at semi-state, seventh place in the state without Aaron Fisher. And that's when our program took off. That was it. That was it. That, you know, uh, and I've talked to Rick Weinheimer, kind of similar things about him. Christian Weiner kind of put them over the hump at Columbus North. But once Christian left, he was only there maybe two years or three years. I remember he transferred in. But uh, they, once he left, they, yep. they only got better. And I think you just got to get someone to kind of kickstart it. And, you know, maybe that's what Isaiah does at Angola against the team there. And then, you know, but that culture had been built. And so from the, you know, again, we, we take out that 99 or 2000 team that didn't get there. I think we went nine of 12 years to the state meet. So, you know, starting with 98. So that, that's the stuff that uh, probably the most proud of is this, the, you know, that's a lot of different boys that are running in the state meet and, um, you know, so. Well, yeah, and that's um, definitely a testament to you that those guys want to stick around Franklin Central and, 
and take over for you, whether it's, it's coachy wise or the miracle mile that you started and, and all these other guys that are, that are still teaching and coaching along the way. So that's always, I'm always the most proud of that too, you know, whether it's guys that are still coaching at the college level or high school level. Um, Cause you know, that wouldn't have happened had they not been through that. So it's pretty, pretty neat to see all that. And, um, and I know some of our, my favorite experiences, I'm sure you're the same is, is just going down to the, the coaches clinic every year and, and getting to know everybody and having the tradition of usually skipping, you know, the first, <laughs> the first night uh, speakers, of course, and uh, going out to champs and talking training, talking, uh, talking shop with, with you and, and Fletcher and Raber and, and uh, Lane Custer and all these guys, you know, McNulty, uh, Weinheimer. I mean, these were, you know, these legends, uh, but I look forward to that every single year. I, I um, was and, you the uh, same way. You know, I got involved with our coaches association it was lucky. It was right at Lawrence Central. We had it there. Got to know some people there, and then clinics and and talking and and kind of uh, stepping out. I was actually thinking uh, that I was really lucky when I got into coaching that there was some really really good Hall of Fame coaches that were older, and I was watching how they did it, and then came in with some really good kind of coaches the same era. But the uh, you know, as I've mentioned, Rick Weinheimer, the Chuck Keppins, and uh, 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 you know, Kent Graham from uh, uh, Noblesville and, and Tim Rail from uh, New Haven. I mean, just coach oh, after yeah. coach uh, that was phenomenal that had been in there a while. And I mean, even Scott Williams at, uh, you know, Ben Davis was unbelievable. And anyway, my, my, what I, why I'm mentioning that is, is that, uh, uh, and I should mention Rick Stover from North Central. He's been, he was really a great a- anyway, but uh, oh, yeah. I not only got to be, know those guys and, and uh, what have you. Then we got into the conference Indiana with Larry Williams at Bloomington South. I mean, he's just phenomenal. I mean, just a great guy. And, and you got to pick each other's brains and talk and, and uh, you know, even when you're successful, everybody was still really, talkative and not you know and then people started asking me questions i'm like well hold on you know i don't know if i know everything but uh all that was it was great it was a great community of it and then and, and uh you know i just felt so blessed to you know your dad was phenomenal coach in the allen county i mean gosh you go back and look at the results from the state meet and the nine 80s 90s you know there wasn't a lot of marion county you had some lawrence north yeah. and lawrence central and beyond that and North Central, but it was, you know, from the Gary Roosevelt's to Allen County dominated, whether it was Snyder or Northrop or whoever. So uh, just getting to know everybody. And, and that was always, uh, you know, that stuff was great. And, um, you know, then as I was easing my way out, some of the younger coaches were coming in and, and doing a great job. But I feel, I feel blessed that for about 10 year period, boy, there were some really, really good coaches um, all over Indiana. Um, and I, I, don't, yeah. I don't, you know. Yeah. And I got to know the girls' coaches. Of course, Scott Liskin is a great friend at Westfield. And what he did there was just, I mean, mm-hmm. amazing to take Westfield High School and, and dethrone Carmel High School. I mean, my goodness. I mean, I mean, he was something else. <laughs> I mean, just uh, so uh, that that's always great. And, and I, I would encourage anybody in whatever profession they're in to feel free to reach out to others and uh, pick their brain. And when someone reaches out to you, it's a – you you you're flattered that they're reaching out and you're usually pretty forthcoming in whatever whatever it is in life and uh you can learn a lot you can learn a lot from others and uh 
you know, um, if you're sincere and take what fits for you uh, and then go from there. But as I've said, I listened to your podcast and it seems the overriding theme is really getting to know your, your, your student athletes and doing a good job with them. And that's, that's a time commitment. So, you know, it's not a paycheck. It's a, you got to put the time in and just like being a parent, you put the time in you're, you're you'll reap the benefits from it. So, um, and you've had great ones on there, you know, Josh, what he did at Northridge is phenomenal, but you know, surround yourself with good coaches and, and all that kind of stuff and things will fall into place. Right. Right. And yeah. And I remember the good old days when we used to go to Ike and Jones. Yeah. That was always there. a, always a good time. Uh, I think we were, <laughs> yeah, I think we were rejected one night. Yeah. I'm not sure why coach Kelson, but uh, you know, I was having a good time on the dance floor and, and um, I don't know, all of a sudden somebody <laughs> jumped on my back, I think. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but, you know well, you'll, funny, you'll have that. Ike and Jones. I thought about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it closed down. No, not because of no. COVID. It already had closed before oh. that. But yeah, you know, again, it's just right. uh, getting to know your your fellow workers and your fellow people you work with. I mean, it's it's all about building relationships, you know. And I, and now I moved on to be assistant principal. And there's 135 teachers, 140 teachers at Franklin Central, but I know everyone and probably know a little bit about their husband or their spouse yep. or their significant other or their child and their child's name and you know that kind of stuff and that i'm just interested in it but i think that also reaps benefits uh when you you know you have to ask somebody to stay late or do something and they'll be a little bit reluctant but hey uh, i'm gonna do it for this guy and and uh you know i try to reach out to my guys on the team we we are like anybody has tech strings and stuff and uh you know try to see them i've been to many, many weddings and, you know, all those kind of things. And, uh, <laughs> my, my neighbors used to call it the wedding season. Cause I used to go to weddings every weekend, but now the guys are getting older, but, uh, uh, still try to keep as much contact. I'm not a Facebook guy, but, uh, I text and see them and we used to run on Sundays once a month and I kind of fell off the wayside. I don't do any running anymore, but, uh, you know, just try to keep those relationships going and, and what have you. So, Right. Well, that's great. That's great advice for, for everybody out there to, to get to know everybody from from all walks of life. And no matter what they're doing in the building, get to know them, know their names and say hello. And, and that goes a long way, like you said, with when, when you need that favor uh, when you're in a bind. You know, it's, uh, that's a great uh, life lesson. I'm not saying so, this going to talk to you, but, but Barry gave a couple talks at clinics and that really always held true with me. And he was very proud about a team he had bought to the state meet and gosh, I don't even remember what year it was, but he had a, I remember he had a booklet with a kid uh, with like a rocket ship or was to go to the moon or something like that. And he was, he was almost emotional crying about the guys. Mm. And, and I thought, man, this guy is, you know, forget about, you know, tempo or, you know, max VO two. That's not why his team's good. And I thought, man, they, they kind of got it figured out. And, uh, you know, and a lot to be said for that. A lot to be said for, you know, raising the bar and what, what different guys did and, and so forth. I mean, what Bob, Bob Potter did at Lawrence North with their track and field program was amazing. And Mike Holman at Lawrence Central, I mean, gosh, they, they put the bar up there high. And that's why they were successful. They not only have knowledge of the sport, but they really did a great job with kids. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are yeah, these are legendary guys you're talking about. So that I I definitely look up to, and 
and you're definitely one of them. So I definitely cherish your friendship and I've always looked up.